The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 105, where we're going to be talking all about renting your advisory board. This was a concept that I recently came across, and I was super stoked to have the amazing, amazing guests that I have on talking about how we can avoid the most common pitfalls. Now, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsaveme.com for show notes and freebies. Now let's get ready to hear from our guest. Hey, Pam, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jordan. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Can't complain. So I'm very excited about the concept of an advisory board. And this probably is going to be pretty new to my audience. Um, So I'm really excited to kind of bring this to the forefront and have them uh, at least start to think about what that may look like um, in their businesses. So, uh, but first, let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself, uh, share a couple of details about you and your business. Okay, so um, I'm the CEO of Serious Executives. And we uh, place part-time and interim executives, as well as advisory board members in companies today. And it can be anywhere from a startup company all the way up to a billion dollar company. So we have about 8,500 people across the United States and Canada that we place. uh, And we've just gone international uh, two years ago. Incredible. Part of an alliance that helps us place those people across, across the world. Yeah. So it's been fun. It's been, it's been a, a whirlwind. <laughs> it's we started in 2005 and 12 years later, here we are. So it's right. uh, like I said, it's been fun. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I can't wait to dive in. So um, kind of describe um, what most likely your client's businesses look like, or maybe what a previous business of yours looked like um, before you had brought on an advisory board or maybe start with what an advisory board is um, and then kind of describe your clients' businesses before they start to have people in their, in their board. So an advisory board, no, it's not a board that's going to hire and fire you. Right. <laughs> They're literally there to help you bring new outside the box ideas to the table. They help you think through things because Mm-hmm. Like all entrepreneurs, like all CEOs, no matter what size your company, by the way, you right. get mirrored in the minutia. You get mirrored in your industry so that you get so myopic, you can't see anything outside that forest. It's just yeah. it's, it's awful. I, yeah. I see myself get that way time after time. So I'm delighted to have an advisory board that I can go to that brings that outside perspective in. Yeah. So this is a, and it, and it can be anywhere from, three people to five people. It could be larger than that, but you know, you want it manageable. You don't want to have right. too many people. Plus, the cool thing about an advisory board is you can mix and match, which means, mm-hmm. okay, so this year I've got some strategic initiatives that are all about marketing, are all about operations, are all right. about, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve this year. No. So I need, you know, if I want to do uh, advancement in sales, and marketing, but I need technology to help me do that. 
maybe I bring on somebody who's really good in sales, somebody's real good in marketing, and somebody's real good in IT because they can bring that technology piece. Yeah. So, you know, it's, again, you've got these three experts that really come from different walks of life yeah. and they can bring different perspectives. And you definitely do not want them to be in your industry. They can be some similar yeah. industries, but if they're in the same industry you are, they're looking at the same stuff you're looking at and they're not yeah. going to bring anything new to the table. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, if you have a little bit larger advisory board, yeah, maybe you bring one that is in your industry just to have that one person who's maybe sold three of your companies. So know, knows how to take it from, you know, 10 million to, you know, 500 million. So that right. person would be advantageous to have on your advisory board. But in the very beginning, you really want to, you want to shore up those weaknesses in your yeah, I love that. I love that. So then kind of describe, yeah, your clients' businesses before they have an advisory board, what, what the crazy looks like. <laughs> so you think you're all alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, being a CEO, you do feel like you're all by yourself. Totally. I mean, you can't really talk up to your employees all the time and right. you want to share with them, but you don't want to act stupid or, you know, right. you don't know the way or, you know, you, you really want to come across as somebody knows what they're doing and what the next steps are for your company. Yeah. So you're, you're always afraid to ask somebody. So, you know, maybe you start with a lot of these companies will start with peers. You know, they, they go to, you know, CEOs that they know and or maybe they belong to a CEO group. Yeah. And they start to get advice there. But once you've got, you know, you start getting that type of advice they're not really there for you. They're, they're not responsible right. for coming to a meeting and being accountable to bringing information, looking at certain things for your particular company. They're just there for you to talk to and just throw some ideas at, at, at that time. Yeah. So having an advisory board that you're going to meet with every month, every quarter, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really very helpful. So here's what a company looks like prior to that. So mm -hmm. they're trying to make the right decisions. They make a lot of mistakes, mm -hmm. mistakes that could have been avoided had they had that advisory board because you know, people that have been there, done that, and, you know, really come with expertise are going to help you not make those mistakes or at least keep yeah. them to a minimum. Yeah. So um, those are the types of companies that are out there without advisory boards. But when you start mm -hmm. to bring in this advice that really helps you make those next steps, you save yeah. money, you save time, you just get the right people on board because they can even recommend, you know, people that you might want to hire. I mean, mm. the amount of influence and, and uh, advantageous, you know, benefits that you can get from having an advisory board, I got to tell you, will double your company faster than you trying to do it by yourself. Yeah, I love that. And I believe it. I definitely believe it. Um, and so then kind of, what finally drives them to look for an advisory board? Is it, um, you know, when people come to you, so are they saying something specific or has something happened in their company and they're trying to flander out of it? Kind of what is it that people, what drives people to then, you know, actually have an advisory board? Yeah, typically they're really desperate. They have tried a lot of things. They've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And they will come to us first to ask questions. 
They're not, they're not necessarily looking for an advisor because they don't even know what an advisor can do for them. At that right. But they come to our site and they say, oh my gosh, look at all these people that have all this experience and in, in the areas that we need help in. So, mm -hmm. hmm, you know, I can talk to this person for an hour at this really low rate. Maybe mm -hmm. I should talk to somebody like that and see how that goes. I mean, it's very little money to, you know, just right. talk to yeah. So they literally, they'll get on, they'll talk to them and maybe they talk to more than one person. Maybe they talk to a couple people because they've had mm -hmm. a couple issues or yeah. maybe they just want to ask two different people, you know, the same question. Yeah. So it just gives them a feeling. Again, it's very low money, very, very inexpensive to really ask these questions. And then they go, wow, you know, this person really could offer me a lot. So yeah. then they start to investigate. Okay. So what does it take to have an advisory board? And, and the, all of these advisors can tell you how to put together a board. So they, right. that's one of the questions they can ask, actually ask. And so as they start to talk to them, they go, wow, you know, I could just start with, you know, a couple people or, you know, two, three people. And, you know, they really just help me. I, there's no commitment. I, you know, I don't have to pay them a lot of money, but they just, they just really help me, you know, when I need it. And the answer is absolutely yes. So that's kind of, and it's a slow process. I mean, it's not yeah. something that happens overnight. Yeah. It takes, you know, six months, you know, some it happens within a month. Others it takes, you know, up to six months because they have to kind of adjust to the idea. And once they try one and they start bringing that person on board and they go, wow, I really like this. I really could use some assistance in this other area too. Mm -hmm. Then they start to get the hang of it. So it, it just takes mm -hmm. time. You're just not used to it. Right. Oh, totally. And, and let me give you another example. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be a small company. It can be a, a family-owned business that's been in business, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. And they, um, they have a board of directors, but the board mm -hmm. of directors is the father, the mother, the son, the daughter. And, and right. nothing wrong with that. But right. again, they just need that outside perspective yeah. that they don't have today. So we get a lot of those family owned businesses that are coming to us as well because they they're stagnating. They're not, their business isn't growing or they're actually losing business or their profitability has, has gone down in the last couple of years. So there's a reason why they've come because they just need some advice. And then they find out that there's just, there's this advisory board they can take advantage of yeah. and they do start to step up. So it doesn't matter what size company you have. And a lot of your billion dollar companies, they have a board of directors. Right. They also have these outside, sometimes virtual, sometimes on-site yeah. advisory boards that again, just bring more information to the table for their board of directors and for their executive team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really helpful. And I like that you talked about having people outside of your industry or your space, because I love that. I love the freshness of ideas that comes from different industries, um, people who have been around for a long time, short time, whatever, because, you know, you only have your perspective, which is based on your life you know, experience and what you see every day and all of that. And having someone else come in with that fresh perspective can really help shift your business. Like, like you said, just faster than anything else. So, um, so I love that. So kind of walk us through the process of, you know, what it looks like to start. You kind of alluded to how that looks. Um, you know, we find a couple people and then, 
Um, if you want to have them more on a long-term basis, looking at your business, then you can go do that. Um, kind of walk us through that process a little bit. And then also how to avoid um, the common pitfalls along the way um, to, because we're trying to jump the curve over here. Like we are people who, <laughs> like we're not trying to just, you know, bring on an advisory board and, and not know how to really leverage it and help it um, help us. So I think um, talking about the pitfalls is, is really, really crucial. So kind of walk us through that. Okay, well, the first thing you need to do is make sure you really interview people. Mm. Don't just, you know, there's, I, I know more companies that literally just, oh, so-and-so recommended this person. I'm going to bring him on as an advisor. Don't do that. Yeah. No matter how good that person is, he might not be, he might not be right for your board. Yeah. So talk to a lot of people. I mean, it doesn't have to be hundreds of them, but I mean, talk to at least... I don't know, look at the resumes and talk to at least five people, five, six people, yeah. really get a feel for, you know, what their backgrounds are, what they can bring to the table. And are they really going to contribute? There's a lot of people yeah. also out there that want to have advisory board on their resumes. You don't want those people. You want the people yeah. that are, if they're going to come every month or every quarter, they're going to bring something of substance. They know your industry. They're going to have done a, you know, a competitor search. They're going to look at new ideas that are, that are starting to hit in your industry or other industries that now apply to your industry. I mean, they come and they're, they're a value. So really understand the people that you want and also understand the weaknesses you have. Again, mm -hmm. don't bring people in of, for expertise that you already have a lot of in your wow. business. So again, that's the most important step in the very beginning is yeah. bring on the right people. And don't hurry, start with one, then bring on maybe two and bring on three. It should be typically an uneven number. Um, mm -hmm. because, or or if, if there's one of you and then there's maybe your co-owners, there's two of you and then there's you know maybe three advisory board members. Gotcha. Make sure that there's like a, an uneven number. Not that, let's say you, you ask for opinions and there's three people for and two people against it. It's, it's not, it's not really voting. You're just trying to right. get a, a, a feel for what everybody's thinking because right. at the end of the day as the owner, you're going to make that decision. But at yeah. least, again, it gives you a feel for what am I missing? Why is, why are all four of these people <laughs> voting right. one way? I'm voting this other way. Yeah. So again, it's just uh, try to have a, an uneven number if you can. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, that's the beauty of our system yeah. because, um, you go on and literally you can look through this, this talent database of all these people. Now, if you don't want to spend, you know, time doing that, then you just put down, okay, you made out a job description or you made out a, a list of all the things you want your board members to have each one of them mm -hmm. and their talents. And then you send that in to us and literally we send you back almost immediately we send back suggestions. And so then you go and you take a look and literally within seconds, you can schedule an appointment with that person. It can be a 30 minute appointment. You can schedule a, a half a, a whole hour appointment. And, and, you know, so it's so easy to do that. And, and you can do, I don't know, you can do six in a row if you want. 
Um, but the scheduling is really, we make it so easy because it's, there's nothing worse than, oh gosh, where do I get these people from? Right. You know, do I go out to all my friends and have them make recommendations? Right. When there's really a, a you know, place where you can go to get top quality people that you, know, you can pick from. And again, yeah. you, you pick the ones that you think are the best for your company after talking to them. Yeah. So, so you know, making this an easy process for, for them, again, helps them pick the right person, yeah. avoids the mistake of picking that wrong person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really helps them sort through, okay, I thought I needed sales, but maybe it's marketing I really need. Mm-hmm. Because again, what... In fact, I hear a lot of people say that, oh, my sales are, are tanking. I don't know what to do. I've got some really good salespeople, but they must be doing something wrong. And then you ask them the question, well, do you have any marketing? Do you send any leads to your salespeople? And they go, no. <laughs> so yeah. by talking to these experts, you're going to go, oh, oh, maybe I'm going up the wrong path. Maybe I should be looking at, you know, these types. And, you know, the cool thing about these people are they'll tell you that and they'll go, hey, you know. It's nice talking to you, but you really need somebody in marketing as opposed to what I can bring to you. So it's, uh, again, it helps you really avoid some of those pitfalls, as you call them. Yeah, totally. And so then if, you know, if you're wanting to ask the right questions, when you're in these meetings talking to potential folks for your advisory board, you know, you'll ask specific questions about their expertise, obviously, but are there one or two questions that are just really good to ask every single person on your advisory board, whether it's, you know, have you been on an advisory board before or maybe cultural personality questions that could be good? Yeah, you want to know, you really want to know if they've been in a business similar, not quite your industry, but similar business Mm -hmm. that has grown. And you want to know results. Not, well, I was over a thousand people in my company. Who, Who cares? What they want to know is I grew sales 20% the first year, or I, you know, um, increased profitability 30% in the first 18 months. I mean, you want to know measurable results of what they did. Yes. The other question you should ask is, have they ever been on an advisory board? And, and, you know, some of them haven't because advisory boards are still new. They, they, yeah. A lot of companies don't have them yet, so there's not a lot of need for advisory board members out there. So it could be that maybe they've been on boards before, and a lot of them have been on boards, but maybe they, you know, they're, you know, our, our executives go anywhere from 35 years old all the way up to, you know, 70. Yeah. So they could be, I don't know, 42, and they haven't been on a board of directors yet, but yet... Right. Right. They bring that perspective to you. In fact, mm-hmm. you're, you know, okay, let's, this person I'm thinking of had no board experience, had no advisory board experience, however, had started a company, grew it, and sold it to Google. Now, and was a millennial. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, to have the younger generation as well as the older generation in action, I mean, all the generations represented right. on your advisory board is so smart today because all the generations are out there and the more you can get it from different points of view, depending on, you know, where they are in their generation, it's really helpful today. Yeah. Oh, totally. I love that. Yeah. Getting, getting the different perspectives of the generations for sure. Just because, you know, 
I am a millennial, so I grew up with technology. I'm very savvy with it. Probably why I went into some systems techie goodness. Um, but, you know, to understand, you know, the longevity of business and what it looks like to have a sustainable business, exactly. you know, I'm not going to necessarily be able to talk to, you know, my friend who owns a company just as long as I have. You know, you want somebody who understands what that looks like. And if you're building 10 million, 20 million, $50 million companies, what does that look like? Um, you know, um, and, uh, especially with staffing, um, and all of that stuff. Um, those are, those are big things, uh, to ask questions about. So I love that. Um, so then after the interview process, um, how do you determine how often you meet with them? You mentioned monthly and quarterly. What are kind of the reasons behind doing it one way or the other? Well, it, it depends on, you know, after you, I would always test it out first on a monthly basis to see, you know, because you don't want to have a meeting just for the heck of having a meeting. No. You want to have an agenda. And, and again, mm. board meetings, advisory board meetings are very similar to board meetings. There's not financials mm. discussed there. Right, yeah. I'm getting the detail, detail, but they, they get into some deep discussions Mm -hmm. So you want to have an agenda of exactly what you're looking for from them so they can be prepared. So they can come to this meeting and, and have all this outside perspective to share with you. Yeah. So um, I would try it, you know, maybe first month if you, you feel like I didn't get everything I needed, but yet they've mm -hmm. given me enough that I can go a month and then I'm, I need to go back and, and regroup with them again. Or maybe they've given you enough information that really you don't have time to meet with them again for right. another quarter. And then you're ready to take on some new stuff, some new ideas. Mm. So, um, or maybe you, you, you're doing something and they're going, oh, you really need to cut back here or you need to, you know, you need right. to really focus, you know, that you've got 15 different products. You really need to focus on these three products. So, you know, go out, you know, fix this issue and then we can regroup in three months mm -hmm. or whatever the time period is. So you'll know at the first meeting kind of when you're going to meet again. Uh, and if you're unsure, then meet again in a month. But again, make sure you have an agenda because if you just do it yeah. haphazardly, it, you might as well not have an advisory board. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I was going to bring up a question about the agenda. So <laughs> when you're drawing up an agenda, you know, what are some... Um, you know, things that you want to make sure that you're covering. Um, and, and you kind of talked a little bit about too, like maybe you go into financials, maybe you don't, what is it, how much does your board need to know? And you know, how, like, what are the important things that you need to bring up? Um, and the rest of it maybe isn't necessary for your advisory board to know or to get into. You know, your advisory board should know what your revenues are, what your profitability is, what your goals are for the next three to five years, you know, okay, do I want to increase, you know, my revenues 200% or, you know, what, what, whatever your goals are so that they can kind of get an idea of, okay, so, you know, what do we want to think about putting the place here to get them to those goals, hmm. to help them reach those goals. So in, so you want to give them as much information about the culture of your company um, your processes, I mean, not in t total detail, right. give them an idea of what, you know, what, what you've done in the past, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what's, uh, you know, some of the ideas that you've got going forward in the future, you know, uh, they should always see your strategic plan, 
No. And, a, and a lot of companies, it doesn't matter whether you're a $100 million company or a $50 million company or a $2 million company, no. a lot of times it's right here. <laughs> it's right. Yeah. Right <laughs> so you really want to, you know, and strategic plans don't have to be hundreds and hundreds of pages. They can be a couple pages. Right. But they really have to know, you know, who are your competitors, you know, um, how are you going to market? Um, you know, what's, what's your progress been since the day that you started, you know, started five years ago, what did you do year one, two, three, four, five, you know, what did you do? So they need to know enough background information so that they can look at everything you gave them and you should give this all to them up front. Hmm. So everything, so whatever you can give them up front, you can discuss it in detail when you get together, but you should give them enough so that they can come prepared with well, you know, you, thank you for the competitor list. I was able to take a look at blah, blah, blah. Right. Or, you know, you can say, well, you know, I've been looking at, you know, an industry that's outside of my industry, but I, I think some of the processes and some of the things that they're doing might apply to my industry, but I'm not quite sure how to do that. And the, the advisory board member came out of that industry. So he looks at your industry. He looks at what he's done in the past. He goes, ah. So he, again, he comes with, some ideas about some things that you might want to do. So again, mm-hmm. as much information as you can possibly give them ahead of time. And then, you know, again, doesn't have to be detail, detail, but give them enough right. so that they can come prepared to the first one. Yeah. Love that. Any last pitfalls, anything that you want to um, avoid um, in this entire advisory board process? Yes. And when I said you can mix and match, absolutely do that because here's what happens. You get comfortable with that advisory board. Right. And yeah, you meet every quarter or whatever the right, whatever the time periods are. And you have these, you know, sessions where you're drinking wine or drinking beer and you're you're just you're talking about nothing. Yeah. Because of the same old people. You're not doing what you first started out to do and what you did create to begin with. You've lost all that because it could be you're doing really well right now. Or could be, you know, you're doing well enough and, you know, you just right. kind of, you know, you really like these people and now they're your friends. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. yes, they're your friends, but they're also your advisors. Right. Don't get them so comfortable with you that they, you know, they, they don't come with some great information to help you grow because it will, right. they'll start to stagnate. You'll start to stagnate. So my, my point here is, Start moving them around. Okay, I don't need sales and marketing anymore. I need now, I need infrastructure because my sales and marketing is going so well now, I can't handle all the work that's coming in. I need operations. I need infrastructure processes. Start changing those people out. You know, they're not going to hate you just because we go, okay, and by the way, always have, by the way, they always sign an agreement. So it's typically a one-year agreement, but you can get rid of them at any time. They're not, part of your company. So literally just, you don't need them anymore. You know, get rid of them nicely, (laughs) nicely, but bring somebody else in that can help you better. That is now your need as opposed to what it was in the past. Mm. That's the biggest thing I see happen over time because they just get way too comfortable. Hey, you can stay friends with those people. They just don't have to be on your advisory board. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And I think that probably happens a lot more often um, than you would think. Yes, they do. 
Same thing with boards, boards of directors. Right. Oh my gosh, it's the good old boy oh, network. Man. Yes. And, and I say that generically, it could be women or men, but literally right. they get so comfortable in those positions that they no longer bring good value to that company. So why are they there? Right. So, yeah, no, that is, that is another good thing to, to look into. And it can be hard to have those conversations, but a lot of times, you know, people are able to separate personal and business and, you know, yeah. you go on your merry way. At least especially, especially if you make that up front, Always right. make that, you know, make it very clear. Hey, this is, this is a year, but you know, it right. could be that you've done such great things with us that, you know, all right. of a sudden we need somebody else. And so, you know, we may move you out to bring somebody else in because we don't need a lot of advisory board members I and mean, we don't need right. more than, I don't know, three or five or whatever the number is. Right. So make sure they understand it is just business. It's not personal. Yeah. Yeah. Upfront expectations always help. <laughs> That's for sure. So, so I'm going to ask you a few personal questions, um, around, uh, your financial investments. So what was your best financial investment in business? Um, the best financial investment was, um, automating all of our processes. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that sounds kind of large, but you know, since about 2013, maybe a little bit before that, we've just started to use technology to literally automate all of our back end and some of our front end processes yeah. because, you know, it's interesting how much money you can spend on people yep. and things that are just taking up a lot of time. Yep. They just, you know, whether it's systems, you know, their, you know, accounting systems or whatever, if you don't take a look at what you can automate or, you know, combine two systems you got two different systems now maybe you can combine them so they automatically work with each other yeah. uh, you know there's so many things that you can do to save money not have to hire that many people not not that you don't want people in your company it's right. just that right. i have too many people and, and right. i i see a lot of companies today that literally have too many people in their company mm -hmm. you don't realize that they could do it with half the number of people yeah. So that is one of the things that we've spent a lot of money on. We spent, we spent a lot of money on technology, making sure that we automate our processes. And yeah. I'm telling you, we've just, we haven't had to hire a lot of people and it's just, Always I mean, that. our salespeople love it. I mean, these, these yeah. salespeople are kind of spoiled because everything's automated for them. That's so right. it's just, um, it really just keeps everybody happy and it right. just doesn't overwhelm them with a lot of things that they don't have to Right. Yeah. Love that. That's a good one. What was your worst financial investment in business? <laughs> well, there was probably a book I should have read um, <laughs> before I did. Yeah. Called the Lean Startup. Not that we were a startup at the time because we weren't, yeah. but it, we were putting out, we were starting to bring technology because we're in, we're in the real the temporary staffing business, basically. Right. Yeah. For the executive level. Yeah. And you know, they've been doing things the same way year after year after year. And so it's, you know, nobody's using technology a whole lot. They're starting to today. Yeah. But back then um, they weren't. So we thought, okay, we're going to, we're going to bring a system to the table. And so we went and we had all these CEOs we talked to, you know, all these groups that we got a lot of great information from, and they told us exactly what they wanted. I mean, and we did, many of them. So it wasn't just one group. It was right. Many. Not only them, we also did it with our interim executives. Oh, wow. So, so we built this system thinking 
they you know, yep. <laughs> movie something like that you know <laughs> they will come <laughs> i think kevin costner was in that movie yeah. anyway um literally we thought they would come now that might happen if you're uber and you have billions of dollars to spend on advertising that you can get it out to everybody so yeah you build something and they're right. probably come because you're everywhere Right. But if you're like most companies, you don't have billions of dollars to spend right out of the, you know, the gate. And so we built this thing and guess what? They didn't come. Mm -hmm. So what I learned from that experience and also the book, The Lean Startup. And again, The Lean Startup is not for, for startups, really. It's for yeah. businesses, period. Yeah. Because whether it's technology that you're rolling out, whether it's marketing that you're rolling out, whether it's new processes you're rolling out, it's build a little test. Yep. See how it goes. Build a little more on top of the, what's being successful. Test it again. Build a little more. Test it again. I mean, literally, that is the way to go. I'm telling you, we've done that from that from the time when we built this <laughs> this whole this whole portal. Yeah. And, you know, our our clients were not using. And you know, interesting thing was the clients loved it, but their biggest comment was. When you put so much stuff in it, we, we don't have time to use it. It's too, it's got of too course. Much. But you asked us for all that stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe we just didn't really want all that stuff. We, we, did, we just wanted simple, easy, quick. Well, we didn't make it simple, easy, quick. We gave them everything they wanted. Right. So again, it's, um, it, it really, it's, it, it pays to do that in anything you do, whether it's a mm. ERP system you're implementing, no matter what it is that you're doing, do it in small chunks. Test it, whether it's internal testing or outside testing, test it, you know, get feedback and then add a little more and get more feedback, add a little more yeah. and get more feedback. That's the, the thing I learned from that technology yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I probably didn't have to spend that much money for. Right. I know. That's a good one. That was a really good one. So where can people find you online? Uh, website, um, social media, where, where can people check you out? Okay. So uh, we're at seriousexecutives.com. However, however, uh, we like to make it really easy for, for people. So yeah. our name, you can play on our name. It's spelled C-E-R-I-U-S. But our way to find us is getserious.com. You know, like right. get serious and get an advisor. Get serious right. and hire the talent that you need. Get serious. Yeah. So it's very catchy. People get it right away. So, yeah, and, and, and along those same lines, you know, I, I want to thank you again. This is an honor to be on your podcast today. And we, anyone that's, that's going to be listening to this podcast, we want to give gifts to. So, and I use the plural because there's, there's tip sheets up there. There's books up there. There's, there's things that everybody can take off of that site depending on what it is that they need the most. So, and they have their choice. We don't dictate what it is. We just say, here you go, have your pick. And they can take one, one or two or three of the items. Doesn't make any difference. So okay. it's, so it's get serious.com systems saved me backslash systems saved me. So get serious.com backslash systems saved me. Perfect. So everyone needs to go and get all the gifts. Yeah, just get them all. Um, read up on it. Get them all. <laughs> I don't know how many there are, but get them all. Uh, and, uh, and read up. So thank you so much, Pam, for being on. I, I appreciate you taking the time. Well, hey, it was, like I said, it's been an honor to be on your show today. And thanks again. It was great. 
for listening to System Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you on the next episode.